Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Should the town of Speedway give the loan? That's a legitimately good question. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Uh, Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter. At IIB, at Gary Dick, G-E-R-R-Y, at Gary Dick on Twitter uh, as well. I mean, we have a, a bunch of things to get to, including how Evansville makes the top of the list when it comes to best places in the U.S. for remote workers. But I want to start with this story in Speedway because anybody who's driven by the track has seen this shell uh, that was started for a hotel. And it's there, and it's just a ridiculous eyesore. And the group that was first putting it together basically ran out of money. Couldn't make the thing happen. Then it got purchased by another group. After all, it was supposed to open in 2018, and they're working on securing financing to finish this thing up. The town of Speedway is considering an offer of a short-term construction loan to get this thing going. What's the latest here? Where is Speedway on this subject? Yeah, that is the latest, Tony, in terms of this uh, this short-term gap loan, if you will, $2.5 million. The project is the Wilshaw, and that dates back to uh, Wilbur Shaw and the the history of the heritage of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. As you said, it's right across the street from the track, and it has been sitting in a uh, partially built state uh, for months and months. There was a feeling that it was actually going to happen and they were going to get this thing done. We did a story out there last summer and there was a lot of optimism, a 126-room hotel. And anyone who's been in Speedway along Main Street there knows that there has been a ton of um, uh, redevelopment and investment. And the, the town has really transformed in a number of ways with this one exception. So uh, this latest move by the uh, Speedway Town Council, the group is uh, Hotel Equities Group. They're out of Atlanta. Two and a half million bucks kind of give them a gap, uh, some gap funding to get this thing done. We'll see how it pans out. It's one of those things where, you know, they may not want to do it, but you're talking about the 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 mouth of of Main Street right there, yeah. right there on the circle. The track is right across the street, and and you already you're pot committed. This is kind of like this is the way we look. Hey, we've got this really awesome downtown. We've got this outrageous Main Street that we've recreated. The racing world has further embraced Speedway, even though too many places are going yeah. to Zionsville, maybe for them. And then it's like, oh yeah, by the way, here's this eyesore. They're they're stuck, right? They're going to have to write the check. Well, you can't go in. I mean, it's so noticeable. It's so obvious, as you said. Anyone who drives uh, back and forth on West 16th Street sees this. And I would be interested to know, uh, you know, how the folks at Penske Entertainment view this in their their larger uh, vision for the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and what that will become, additional development, that kind of thing. Because this uh, this group, they want to put an upscale hotel in there. Uh, Hilton, I think it's a Hilton Tapestry uh, brand is what uh, what is targeted for that site. So there, there's a lot of feeling that this would be a, a really important development, important piece 
of this uh, Main Street redevelopment that has been unfolding for years and years. You know, they, they announced, I can remember, is before I even started the business show. Uh, I was at Channel 6 doing stories on this. People did not think it would happen. It has happened with this one exception, the hotel that uh, is still struggling to get uh, get completed. Talking to JMV, talking to JMV. Look at that. I got you confused with JMV. That's crazy. Talking uh, oh, to Gary Dick. Man. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I apologize. That's great. InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. Uh, now let's head over to this story about remote workers. And there's, yeah. there's, there's this list the Wall Street Journal put out the best places to live in the U.S. for remote workers. Evansville is number three. Lafayette is number five. Fort Wayne is number 10. Who put together the list and how does this come to be? Yeah, as you said, uh, it came out uh, last week in the Wall Street Journal. So a reputable publication uh, uh, put this uh, uh, top cities for remote workers list out. And you say not one, not two, but three in the top 10 uh, in Indiana. So very interesting what they look for, what they say that these remote workers are looking for, affordability. A lot of them looking for kind of smaller town quality of life uh, around the country, getting out of the uh, the coasts and some of these uh, metro areas, uh, quality of life. High-speed Internet access is a huge, a huge factor. Actually, I think Springfield, Missouri was number one on the list. And the top item on that for these remote workers, high-speed Internet uh, internet access. The other piece of this, Tony, I think you and I have talked about this a bit before. There are lots of uh, efforts, communities around the state offering incentives for uh, remote workers uh, to uh, to move to their community. Uh, Lafayette, West Lafayette, uh, their package to get remote workers to, to move there is valued at uh, $10,000, including uh, uh, relocation stipend of 5000 bucks. Uh, for those who uh, uh, relocate and live and work in uh, the Discovery Park District at Purdue, uh, Evansville is offering fifty nine hundred bucks. I think five thousand dollars cash for folks to work. So it's an active uh, uh, market, uh, if you will. Uh, Make my move is a company that started. Bill Osterley, co-founder of uh, Angie's List, uh, started this company that is all all focused on getting remote workers, workers who are mobile, to move to Indiana. So people look at this, wait, we're paying people to move here. What is what is the value in this? How do cities sell this? And when when Lafayette is confronted with why are we paying people to move here? When Evansville is confronted, what is the argument that they give? It gets back to that whole uh, issue that you and I have talked about many times in talent. And, and where do these workers come from that these these communities are going to need to uh, to fill jobs that they hope to attract and grow in their their individual communities? So it's getting talent, the right kind of talent, um, you, you know, educated, mobile uh, workers to move in in their communities and um, really add to the quality of life and add to the vibrancy of, a com- uh, of, of communities. It's interesting, the, the, uh, though, Tony, it, it looks like there's been a dip in remote work, uh, remote workers, uh, if you will. We see, I think it was Disney that came out and said, hey, we want you back in the office for at least four days a week, four out of five days. The workers, you know, push back on that, and there's a bit of controversy there. So uh, it, it's it's a it's an ebb and flow of uh, how work, the work environment will ultimately be um, here in the United States uh, post-pandemic. 
the the other argument I would assume is the more people you have, the more opportunities you have for others to create businesses providing the amenities that those people who have an income want to spend on. Right. So it, one would argue that the more remote workers that you have, the more dollars that you have in the in the area, in the neighborhood to create jobs of a more, well, brick and mortar type. You, without question, you look at the developments around the state of Indiana, you look at at Bottle Works here in downtown Indianapolis, that live work play development. You go to Fort Wayne, Electric Works, a similar type live work play development, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars being invested in these types of, of developments, all aimed at attracting and keeping talent in the communities to uh, to spend money to live, work, play, but also, also to work and to, uh, to have a pool of uh, qualified workers for these companies uh, to tap into. Before I let you go, talking to Gary Dick inside IndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB, uh, House passes the budget in the state of Indiana, $43.3 billion budget proposal. No Democrats uh, are, are for this. There's a tremendous amount here regarding vouchers for education. Are you hearing that this is going to be a problem in the Senate? We've heard that some members of the Indiana Senate not as strong on the voucher idea as in the House. Are you hearing that this is going to be a problem or is this budget going to go through? Yeah, I think this budget will will go through, but the debate is is just beginning. We're at the halfway point now of the Indiana General Assembly, and that's where the rubber hits the road now. And and there will be some uh, some uh, robust debate, no question about it. But I don't foresee any, uh, or have not heard of any uh, any surprises necessarily to expect in the second half of the session. Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.